Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of The Changeling, Season 1, Episode 2, Then Comes a Baby in a Baby Carriage, written by Kelly Marcel and directed by Jonathan Van Tulliken. I enjoyed this episode very much. I am intrigued to see which side uh, of the Caucasian line is going to lead us back to that that ocean crossing from what was it Denmark so there's that you definitely couldn't tell by looking at both Emma or Apollo that they had white daddies but there it is (laughs) so now I have to see which line of the equation father or the mother that we got the evil coming after us because we have two very compelling backstories that have a lot of tragedy that feels I don't know not necessarily supernatural but certainly leaves room for an interpretation as such I do think this show is going to go into the supernatural despite playing with very real logical explanations for certain things which this episode did very well by explaining sleep deprivation however i do think there is something to the name of the series the changeling which i knew was something that was familiar because i remember the story like from the 1940s that someone in like scotland because it was really big up there is a scotland or ireland one or the other but they had a thing about truly believing in fairies and a changeling would be something that be swapped out for the baby and then the baby would be like their soul be given to the devil or something to that effect and so it was all 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 the way until the 40s that people in that area believed it before they're like okay people stop killing your children thinking that you're gonna get your real baby back because there's no such thing as fairies if the show had not introduced itself the way it did with the whole mysterious crossing i would be more inclined to possibly think that things could be more scientific in nature because I think what was that show the haunting of Bly Manor while it had the of course dead people around it also had the very real feeling of what it would be like to to suffer from dementia and how your memory would be in and out so all of my rambling basically sums up to they could play around with that idea but I'm going to err on the side of there's something really going on and it's not just postpartum depression additionally I did not read this book I got this show mixed up this is the second time this year that I have critically mixed up two shows that have nothing to do with each other I was thinking of Rosemary's Baby this show is not Rosemary's Baby. So no, I, I don't know anything about this show or the book or the novel. I guess the book is the novel. Duh-oo. 
but I, I I I got no insider knowledge. So we're on this roller coaster ride together, and I guess that's a good segue to get into it. I didn't write any notes, and I feel like it shows. <laughs> Wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts are found, go down to the radio section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for our next episode, blackercouch at gmail.com. We start six months in the future where Emma, who looks like she is going through it when her sister knocked on that door. What the fuck is wrong with you? She threw on that coat, said, we got to go somewhere. Well, you need a six month checkup on Brian. It's like, oh, he's with Apollo. We got to go somewhere else. Then they go to this apartment where one, she almost gets ran over in the middle of the road because she has no concept of the world around her. And two, she knocked on this lady's door and said, Cal sent me. I said, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Learning the backstory that we do, it makes sense that her sister Kim would be a lot more understanding of the behavior she's witnessing because I know I would have been like, hold up, hold, please. (laughs) I can't legally take custody away from you. You know, if you need to be you know, legally locked away, that is an option. And if you showing up and I see you got chains in a bag talking about Cal sent me, we we might have to have a little conversation about taking away your rights for just a little while. Just 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 for a little bit. Uh that's where we end it before we go back six months earlier to when they first had the baby. They sleep in the bed with the baby. I know that's such a no-no, especially in American society, because we have the fear of smothering our children, because many people have, unfortunately. Uh granted, this was during a time where alcoholism was at a peak. And of course, there are sudden deaths. Uh, sudden infant death syndrome that people feared if they would sleep in the bed with the baby that might cause it even though we know that that's not there's no cause to that but we definitely don't like to have any type of plushy things around in a crib but that's not the culture everywhere and babies are still breathing and growing up (laughs) so for all of the precautions that I'm not saying I didn't do myself because I absolutely did. There is the other notion that, you know, maybe these uh, anxieties are are natural. And then we as uh, more privileged societies just tend to what we all do is react to it by taking extreme measures or what makes us feel better measures to ensure that a hundred percent proof for your baby and that's understandable something she expresses emma herself that you know she wants to be the best mom when was it lillian apollo's mom and kim show up at their door (laughs) 
she feels um she feels some kind of way because she's not breastfeeding and i understood that 100 percent. my daughter did not latch and i think she breastfed for like two weeks before i was like fuck this shit <laughs> i then pumped for another month so she did get some good you know uh vitamin whatever the fuck that is that passed on the immunity I did the best I was going to do and I applaud myself for it, but it was not for me in the long run. It just wasn't. But feeling that insecurity and then having family members come in and play on that is harsh, even though I did laugh my ass off because that felt like my mother. Everything about Lillian in that moment felt like my mother. She came in, touched her breast, was like, oh, they is wrong. Whoa, that's like fucking mean. That's how old school black mothers are. They show up with all of the kitchen stocked for you so you don't have to cook for two weeks and then insult you right to your damn face. Then she go into the kitchen to talk to her son like, well, you might as well rip off this band-aid right now. She ain't got the good titties. Them titties is not it. I think I forgot what she said to him because he was like, you trying to piss everybody off? Apparently. (laughs) She's like, I have lived too long. Oh, yeah. Because he called uh, his son, Brian. She's like, oh, Brian, 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 you're worshiping a ghost. I want to be able to talk with an African accent like that just because it's so cool. I also really love Adina Porter. So I was excited to see her as Apollo's mom. And uh, Apollo's really happy to be a father. He takes to it immediately. And I think in some ways ignores his wife's very real panic in moments and solely focuses on his son, which I know it has to be a little, a little um, insensitive, especially when it's very obvious she's going through a moment of I may need some assistance (laughs) because I'm not in my right mind and the whole you're just tired I think that's to an extent but considering what we know about postpartum even though I know the old adage of some people still don't go and do the things that they do for but with the fact that he kept reading all the books it was talking about how they can't have sweet things because then they'll always crave sweet things like he was reading way too much and doing too much (laughs) about what you can and cannot especially with the phone and the light that made me want to slap because I know a lot of people who love to continue that conversation I'm gonna have some words to say on the Jones Chronicles about this um, misconception of a conception that's being amplified without very certain aspects of it examined properly. And I know that was very vague and it was meant to be. Listen to the Jones Chronicles. (laughs) But back to this show... Uh, he, he seems too engaged in 
everything not to have been fully aware of this being a possibility, even if she wasn't, for him to be like, okay, no, babe, this might be this. We need to immediately get you to somewhere to help. And I know what's going on because I've read all about this. So I should be more prepared to how to assist you here. And it felt like his way of assisting was kind of ignoring the problem. Let me know what you think about that because maybe I'm just misreading, but there were some moments where she's like looking at the photo and he's like, you're hungry. It's good. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah, we go have some food. I'm like, why the hell are you <laughs> not acknowledging this is a moment? But she has to go back to work after, what did she say, eight weeks, two months? I'm like, girl, what you mean that's that's a horrible crime? <laughs> I can tell you factually, because it happened to me. Two months, I'm ready to go back to work, okay? It's not a natural state of being to be <laughs> that uh that attached to your child. You should definitely want to talk to some adults at that point. At least those are my feelings on the matter. I also just didn't have this knee-jerk reaction to being a mom. I mean, there was, of course, the, the natural anxiety of, oh my gosh, she has to go everywhere with me for like the first couple of weeks. And PTSD aside, because that's not really what I'm referencing, the whole... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be the best for you. I made none of those declarations. I just did it. <laughs> but I suppose in movies and TV shows, they have to express their feelings out loud versus just, yeah, I birthed you. I will die for you. And I will give you everything that I have to give and do the best that I can. These are just the facts. <laughs> <laughs> she gets back to work and at first she's like yeah I just had a baby <laughs> like I don't want anybody to welcome me back but I do want people to welcome me back which they did they had Dunkin Donuts and I like that because that is typical office party shit you know we just get some donuts or Panera anything that is close by and relatively inexpensive and somebody go by Kroger and pick up the cake it's exactly how it's done and she gets emotional whereas uh apollo takes the kid to his job where he meets his friend patrice and he played in um i think i said this last time he played in preacher malcolm barrett is there they have a little bit of back and forth so they go to people who's recently deceased and they kind of just go through their things he took that baby downstairs in the basement and changed his diaper right there on the basement floor. And while I may have forgiven that just a little bit because, you know, you don't want to go up in someone's dead person's house and you got to do what you got to do. Him in the library doing it. No! No! Fucking no! And furthermore, why? He's looking at them like, oh, you guys got the problem. No, dude, that's not where you change a baby. That There's 
a whole ass designated third bathroom for your situation, bruh. Nah. And boo-boo from a baby smells like nothing else. And we all know this. Okay. It could be worse than a grown ass man's diarrhea. Why, why the, I didn't see no sanitary napkins. I didn't see you wash your hands. I didn't see you bring out Perel. There's a lot of things I have frustrations about (laughs) with your handling of the baby. All right. You like to put it on the ground a lot. Even the picture that she saw, like, what the fuck? Oh, I just put them down for a second. What? Open the car door. Open. Why is your first instinct the ground? That's not, it's not right. It's not right. But the one scene where the one white lady came over and decided that she was just going to tell somebody something that she read in a book. And not because I want to give you advice because I think, you know, this might be helpful to you. She said it because you're a black man. You must not know what you're doing. And I am a white woman. I have a pussy. So I have vagina privilege and I'm going to tell you what to do. That's not, that's, that's, you deserved <laughs> to get fuck offy. <laughs> because you was doing too much. I love when he's like, oh, well, how many kids do you have? Oh, none. Oh, well, to, I'll let you know when, let me know when you have some. Right? So it's not about truly helping someone. Because if you were, you'd be like, oh, hey, hi, how are you doing? Oh, how, how, what's his little name? How cute is he? Oh, did you know? That's how you start a conversation. Like, I'm not meaning to intrude or anything like that. I just uh, saw this informational guide. If it might be helpful to you, there's a way you talk to people. And it's a lost language. So many people just want to blah on your shit like that's their prerogative right like even the mom coming in like when is the baby getting baptized that's a disrespect for what you truly know or what two people believe and you're just like well i want it so i'm gonna demand it that's not that's that's not respecting the other person that's why i feel like respect is especially between parents can be a lost thing because most parents aren't growing up with the idea that they should respect their child, only that their child should respect them. And so, yeah, you have inferences where this white woman comes in and they could easily tell her to fuck off, but mom comes in and you're just like, oh, mom, (laughs) you can't do the same thing because you've already been indoctrinated to automatically to default to respecting her but what you really should say is you know damn well that i don't believe in your baptism so the baby's not getting baptized don't ask again it's not happening now if you love me you will respect what i have to say and stop bringing it up or it's gonna cause friction and do you want to keep seeing this baby yeah you want to keep seeing this baby so shut the fuck up that's what you would have to do if you would if uh you know you needed to get them or if you were treating them like any other person basically in the street like they did this karen over here well no 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 can't call her a karen because she's not a karen karen's a whole different other situation she's just a um white woman (laughs) it's sad i've had a lot of times people just come up to me oh you should just do that like what who are you 
when did you become an expert in my life? And it's not in any manner that is uh, not telling me that I don't know what I'm doing. Back to the episode. He finds a book that's worth a lot of money. It's signed by Capote. I was like, whatever. She shows him the picture that was deleted and she keeps getting pictures that are deleted. He doesn't believe her. This goes on for some time to the point where she throws her phone in the trash. She even admitted that she didn't know her sister was coming because she hasn't looked at her phone in a week. And he's annoyed by this. I would be more alarmed than annoyed. But it's really hard for me to understand a male's perspective in this situation. And I'm trying really hard. But as say as stated this whole postpartum thing if you read up on it is almost like an alien takes over your body you don't have control over your hormones and so to for you to be frustrated other than concerned i think is a a lack of empathy for what she's going through and i kind of felt like him saying i'll be there for you when the because she takes her to takes the baby to um to the doctor and she looks like she hasn't had sleep and she admits she wants to know if the baby is fine because she feels like something's wrong with the baby she even said that it bit her but both the doctor and her husband are like he doesn't have teeth that's not possible (laughs) but you could have maybe felt a sharp pinch from the suckle I felt like both of them could have actually gave that very plausible explanation (laughs) instead of looking at her like she was completely bonkers like it's impossible for during breastfeeding to feel pain with the suckling of the nipple because I can tell you it is painful very tender I didn't even like when they were getting pumped. But the doctor says, look, uh, you, you need, you might need to get some help. And I think you need to get some help. And she admits, okay, let's try it because I need to get back to where I used to be. Something's not right. There was the scene where she was walking down the street and she was yelling at the baby. And I shouldn't have laughed at that scene. It's another one of my morbid sense of humor. But I also was uh kind of on the page with okay baby what is going on one of us is gonna have to give or show something i don't know what to do and she keeps saying the baby the baby the baby and that's what bothers him because she's saying the baby and not brian but the baby ain't that weird (laughs) but it's just it's a sign of disassociation of course of alienation But again, getting angry about it isn't going to change how the person is feeling at the current moment. And you know that that person is technically suffering from a mental illness. Uh, And then the scene where she's crossing the street and the guy's yelling out, that ain't no baby, that ain't no baby. Hi, I'm Chucky and I'm your friend to the end. And that's when we catch up to Kim and Kim wondering why she got chains And her trying to stop her several times. I'm like, she weighs all of 64 pounds. I need you to stop her very efficiently because 
she shouldn't stand a chance with all that wobbling and she says look you don't remember what happened when we were kids what happened in the fire even though she said i don't know why we went to the hospital to get checked out when we weren't even there they were supposed to have been at school and we saw earlier when in the episode when the sister came over and she said you know, I'm going to sing a lullaby like mama used to do because I had a good teacher of what a good mother was supposed to look like that her sister had a look in her eyes. And it turns out that her sister hasn't been telling her the truth about that day, that her mom had them stay home from school, that everything was not as it was supposed to be. She thought her mom was brushing her hair, but in fact, it was her sister. They were eating Captain Crunch. Their dad came home was upset to see them not in school and kind of disappointed at his wife before uh, things took a left turn when he woke them up because mom set the house on fire. If you're feeling suicidal, you've come to the right place. The last word she said to her mama was let me go because the mama tried to, um, well, she wanted them all to die together in the fire. But dad got them out of the house only to look back at them and go back in and die with the mom. That's fucked up. Then they were in foster care until she took over her her uh, custodianship custody when she turned 18. So she knew and watched her father die and she's been suppressing that memory and the reason why she's telling her now is because she says look you got the same look on your face as mom did when she burned down the house so i'm trying to tell you i know what you're going through but i also felt that would have been the right time especially since you know that she might be prone to some additional mental illness that's the moment where you start talking about conservative shit that's the moment where you start bringing her husband in on the conversation that's the time that you start getting a group of people that love this person around them, what do they call it? Intervention. That's when that happens, right? Maybe she needs to not be interacting with her child at this time. Maybe there needs to be a little bit of time away. Whatever the case may be, I don't think letting her go back home is the option. <laughs> Especially as she's walking around with some chains. What do you think she's about to do with them chains? So he comes home and he finds, as I stated earlier, the phone in the trash can. He gets mad because she says she wants to have the baby baptized. She's set it up for today. He feels like he wasn't included in that conversation. Doesn't even want to get the child baptized. Probably thinks that She's going to take it for an exorcism, which probably. And that one moment when she walked out of the house and then he locked the door behind her, he was like, you're staying with me. Now, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. Like, of course, that's going to make her feel even more alienated. Even if he understands, like, you, know, you don't think there's something right with our child. And you saw that one moment where she had the uh, bottle 
And she's like, you fucker, you little motherfucker. <laughs> Again, I'm not supposed to laugh at these moments. But it sounded like the baby's cry had distorted itself. And of course, that could just be in her mind. That could be the hallucinations. That could be, I mean, they gave all of the telltale signs for what sleep deprivation does to the body. And she keeps thinking that there's these, uh, someone's taking photos. But after a while, she stops trying to show them to her husband because he doesn't believe her. She even knows, like, I know I sound crazy, but it's happening. Something's happening that's really happening, but no one is going to believe me or take my side in any of this and it's so sad to see where they came from at the beginning of the episode when mom came to babysit like it's a gift to babysit this angel even if she was given heat about the baptism and they went to uh, dinner and she was saying like look if he dies i die and i think that's what a lot of mothers would feel and say when it comes to the fragility of their child like how am i supposed to move on if i lose the most important thing to exist to me so she said she would jump off of the bridge and i don't love that we keep seeing that bridge but then they went to the bridge and then it was like oh we've crossed a milestone Six months later and everything has deteriorated. It's a cute little baby though. It's so cute. But Father Hagen, I have a feeling we're going to meet the good old father because she came back with Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do. And that's how the episode ends. And I'm like, what What you about to do? You got chains. Is you going to try to do an exorcism on the baby? Don't do an exorcism on the baby. <laughs> Plus, I think once a changeling happens, if I have my memory serving correctly, like the only way for, oh no, she'd have to torture the baby or get it to laugh. And I feel like it would have been laughing at the tirade that she was giving it. She's like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> She's like, three, two, one, you asshole. He's not an asshole. <laughs> Um, but it does feel like the dad is, is under this, um, like very much under the spell of his child. And she's like, that's not my baby. Like something's wrong. It was my baby. I, I'm trying to even love the baby, but I don't like, there's just something she's like, oh, you are the devil or something to that effect. So what can she like hear it? and talk to it in ways that the dad can't i don't know where this is going but don't hurt the baby <laughs> and um i'm wondering how this is all going to tie into what i know of the of changelings and how is this going to tie into brian west and his dis disappearance and this book this book that he was telling his son about and he's like, yeah, he, he left me this box of all this memorabilia, basically remembering my life. So what did happen to his dad? We know what happened to her dad. Her parents are dead. They died in that fire. But I do think that that shows she would do anything for her children in a way that her own mom would not have done for her, even though she did let her go. 
Oh, that was sad. I do think they need to take a little bit more extreme measures when it comes to Emma's behavior at this point. And that is all I have to say for this episode. If you have any thoughts, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling,